Welcome to Beaver Does Movies, James Beaver here, and uh, we are back for My Five, the third installment of this. What we do is we get people that are in the industry or just generally interesting people, and we ask them five movies that interest them and want to banish forever. And we have a returning guest, and I kind of went backwards in this, rather than bringing him in to introduce you and tell you what influences and what kind of person he is i decided just to throw him in and list a bunch of movies in the horror genre uh so horror genre <laughs> is it horror genre ma- ma- hello i'm roger <laughs> I'm remember, remember the last episode we did the oh, horror. Yeah, we yeah. horror okay i was, get, I was get, like wait a minute did we do that <laughs> hey get, hey get, great to be here get it together roger great to be here james roger, Boy- roger boyer <laughs> indigenous filmmaker master of the mic yes Yes. Often late. I am Never back. early. Yes. Very late. I take my time usually. Yeah, even that, though that, you live across that, the street. That's how much respect I have for my friends here. It's Apparently, just, you live across the street and you're still late. I know. I was like, I'll be right there five minutes. I was only five minutes, 30 seconds. I, uh, I timed it, so. You come in fashionably late, I guess. <laughs> so, how's, how's it been, man? You've, you've uh, been a busy man recently. Yeah. You know what? This whole last kind of two months I've been kind of I've been working on well I've been on a film set yes um, and, but there's very I don't want to talk too much about it because obviously I'm not supposed to but yeah it was just a film set here in Winnipeg that I was working on and having fun you know 14 hour days 15 hour days was, was great <laughs> I, I bet yeah you just you don't have a life when you're on these films and then I went to Imaginative where I um in Toronto is a film indigenous film festival actually the largest film festival in all of the world oh wow so I got to go there to Toronto for a week for eight. I was there. I was in Toronto for eight days and I was, um, I, get, I can reveal it now, but I was on, on the jury. So yeah. Yeah. I got to watch I, like about, I don't um, remember you, uh, before, 90 films, yeah. yes, before the, uh, episode, you were telling me that you pretty much watched 90, like 99 shorts and films. I watched a lot. I say 90, I, I, it felt like 90, It could, yeah. but it was, well, it was well over 75. I know that I just, you, you, know, I you watch, lost count after 75. I, I watch films on my own afterwards and just films I wasn't able to watch as a jury, but like, yeah. you know, because they they, uh, they give you a list. We have a bunch of lists. So Did they give you any fun. for the, like, the flight over or? Yeah, yeah. They, they flew me out. Like I just, I, yeah. I got, uh, I was compensated for my time. Um, yeah. Just like it, like, it wasn't, you know, it was just like an honorarium. Here, here thank you, you know. But oh, yeah. I also got, just it, it was, I mean, they fed me some bannock bologna, so that was good. <laughs> Oh, the, the world-famous Bannock Bologna. <laughs> I told him that's all I wanted. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I did get fed, though. Was that on top of your, your demands? I just want Bannock and Bologna. You know, I had to go on stage and present, not just myself, but with my jury members. We had to present our, our jury award at the end of it. And uh, I almost said when I got on the mic, I, I was going to say, uh, I was promised Bannock and Bologna when I got you, and I still haven't received it. Just, just letting you know. <laughs> but... My, you know, cool. we're we acting like a diva backstage. <laughs> Where's my bannock and baloney? Where's my bannock and baloney? I'm not going out there. But I was on stage, and you know, the, with a full crowd there, yeah. a full theater crowd. So I didn't make that joke, and I'm happy I didn't. But I thought I think back to it now. Someone, someone had to come up to me after and said, "We seen you walk in, and we thought you were going to make that joke, like a joke about it." And I was like, "No, I, I decided to keep it professional." You want to seem like a hack, saying the, yeah. the same old jokes. Yeah, I just say that. Well, Toronto's never heard that one before, so. Ah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so it would have been a wonderful would, debut would in the GTA. Fresh. It would have been fresh. Uh, so, like I said, this uh, this whole segment is, I don't want to interview. I just don't find interviews compelling sometimes. Yes. Because you, you, you deep dive into these stuff and then it's, it just it's usually the same stuff. I kind of want to do something that's more in line with my podcast, which is we often talk about movies. Or yes stuff relating to movies but more often the movies are the center it's not beaver does life yes beaver does movies yes so what we're going to do is uh this is like the the opening we're going to take a little break uh get your list ready apparently you've been scribbling since you've come in here you've had your phone to your I've face i've been working at it all night yeah until i got you it's five <laughs> movies and you just be like Ugh. God damn! I got five I got, minutes. I was influenced by when he said horror films. I was like, "Wait, what?" And then, and then he spent twenty minutes just like, on, I, need, I, "I need five. God damn it!" And then you got one to banish forever. And I'm very interested because I'm actually, I might even when I get a bunch more of these my fives done, just do a whole list of things being banished forever. Yeah. Because the two that have been banished forever so far 
And I'm telling you this now just in case. Mm-hmm. 21 Dresses, mm-hmm. starring Catherine Heigl. Yep. That was uh, James Hyam. And then uh, comedian Billy Jay, who has been in a bunch of movies, chose Shawshank Redemption. Wow. Yeah. That's surprising. I, it, you can actually hear me on the episode. Was this his, his attempt at being humorous? Or I don't I don't get it. No, I'm just uh, joking. He hates, he hates Tim Robbins. Oh, okay. So, Makes sense. And then I started getting confused with Tony Robbins. So. <laughs> he wrote a lot of books, though. He did. He did. He's uh, near to Stephen King on how many books he's written. Yeah. So we'll be right back. Uh, Roger's probably going to write down everything that he forgotten. And uh, we'll begin my five. Thanks for the blank piece of paper. Oh, no worries, man. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a fun and unique fundraising alternative? Ditch the frozen cookies, holiday calendars, and bingo balls. Have your sports team, organization, or nonprofit raise some real dough by trying a Quizzler's Quiz Night fundraising alternative. Quizzler's is a 12-round fun and interactive quiz game experience. Teams are formed and compete against one another on a variety of exciting topics. It's interactive, it's social, it's trivia. Follow us on Facebook by searching at Quizzlers, on Instagram at Quizzlers Winnipeg, or call us today at 204-793-4202. Mention the discount code BeaverDoesMovies to receive 15% off your next Quizzlers booking. And we are back with my five. Roger Boyer, are you ready? I am. Ready. Okay, so let's start off with the first movie in your list. The first movie, one of the movies that influenced me, especially being a filmmaker, I saw it years ago on a VHS tape. It's El Mariachi. Okay. Robert Rodriguez. Yes, his first film. And they remade that into Desperado, I believe? Yes, well, Desperado turned out to be a, a sequel-esque, but it was also kind, kind of, of a, a remake yeah. with more money. Yeah, he, uh, Robert Rodriguez made El Mariachi for seven thousand dollars, and there's a you know we, as a filmmaker, you kind of hear all all about it. He put himself through some experiment, his body through experiments. He got paid for it. Wow. Um, he though know, he uh, he shot everything himself. He recorded everything himself. Like he pretty much did everything on the set. And yeah, yeah, um, he, he was a one man crew. Basically, he did, he did the music as well, right? Yes. Yeah, because I I know uh, of Robert Rodriguez. He has his own band as well. Yeah, he did the music. I think he had someone else do the music also. But I guess the most important thing as a filmmaker, it really he he does he does a lot of behind the scenes. He wrote a book, Rebel Without a Crew. Yeah. Um, he initially shot it for seven thousand dollars, right? Jeez. He had that much money, and he he just used whatever he had. Um, he shot in Mexico. Uh, you know, when he was young, he was running around. Uh, I forget the city now. I forget the town, but it was just south of Texas. And, you know, he was able to make this this feature film that his whole intention behind it was to sell to the Spanish market. But because he sent it to some, you know, some agencies, they saw it and they decided to release it. And wow. He got into Sundance with it. Um, if you look back now, like, yeah, he initially spent $7,000. But, you know, the amount of money they put in afterwards to fix the, op- the audio and yeah. the market. Yeah, there's way more into it. For, like, that. updated and stuff like that. Yeah. But they, like, advertise it just for, like, oh, Elmer Yoshimi, we're made for $7,000. But, yeah, yeah that, was the, that was the original, original cut I, that he I, sent I, out. I guess you would consider El Mariachi kind of in the same vein as Evil Dead. Where, yes. Where you, it's the first movie and then the second one is technically a remake, but it's just bigger budget and they kind of add to the story as well more sequel yes exactly yeah right? so sam raimi made that the evil dead way back and it took him like a couple of years i think yeah right so and he was like i think sam with sam raimi he was making meetings with dentists he was like having yeah. meetings trying to raise money for a film and it, it, even that story is very inspiring but that wasn't one that, like sam raimi's films wasn't inspiring to me this this one oh, was yeah, one of my de- top definitely. five yeah definitely was but definitely. Sa- the same spirit of indie filmmaking right definitely i was very inspired by it I, not at the time but when i watched it all those years ago i just it was a fun film it was a very yeah. fun very energetic i find robert rodriguez's films very energetic very yes. fast moving oh uh robert he has like some of the most fun movies i've ever watched like one of my favorite moments is i went into watching dust till dawn mm-hmm. i didn't know the twist yeah, I went into the movie thinking this was just like a heist road trip movie. Yeah, and when the vampire showed up, mm-hmm. spoiler alert! It's an old ass movie, so if you're not watched Dust Till Dawn, <laughs> just watch it. The Get Go Brothers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like so, like blown back that they would actually do this. That like, it actually developed my taste because I always love those twists now where yeah. you expect it to be one thing and then they tw- they kind of twist it on you and you're like, 
what's going on? Yeah, it was a mix of genres, and it made Clooney a star. At least that's what I like to say. Yeah, it, it, he was already coming, becoming a star. I think it legitimized him because it was a very hard role. Yes. No, it, it was that was a definitely another fun film written by Quentin Tarantino. Yes, um, who and, starred I, in it? And I think a lot of uh, young, you know, when I was uh, when I was young, my teenager Selma Hayek. Oh, you know, God very, damn. very. You oh. fell in love with Selma Hayek. In that that, that whole uh, dance scene. Yes. It, oh. Yeah, so El Mariachi is number one. It, it influences you as a director doing his own thing. It influences you to do your own thing too. You know, his his style of just saying like learning how to do everything yourself. But I think what I really took from that was, okay, I can't find if I'm making a no low budget for when he's starting out, right? I need a camera guy. Well, I can't find a camera guy. Well, okay, why don't I just learn how to shoot it myself? Yeah. Okay, I can't find a sound guy. Well, let me figure out how to make do something. <laughs> it, exactly. It, it's not fun, but it really teaches. Gives it gave me a lot of discipline. Where like my last three films, I've shot them, wrote, directed, shot, and cut. You know, yeah. and editing. And he also edited his own film. So it just giving you that discipline to learn those those areas of filmmaking. And that was really helpful. And he does a lot of behind the scenes. A lot, a lot of the commentary on the DVD is very insightful if you're a filmmaker. And five minute film schools are always a treat to kind of watch. Fantastic. Yeah. So, so uh, let's. And I, and I read the book. Oh, Rebel yeah? Without a Crew. Read, I bought the book. I, I, I gave it to someone. I haven't got it back. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gone now. But read the book too. And if you're listening and you have the book, give it back to Roger, please. <laughs> <laughs> we know who you are. We know who you are. No <laughs> names. <laughs> who are they? <laughs> uh, so let's uh, get your second movie on the list. Uh, we we go from top five to to number one, so the second movie. Uh, four, number four. We'll come number four. Oh, Sorry. okay. I was just trying to clarify that. I was oh, looking okay. at my list, so I apologize. I'm not trying to. Well, is there no uh, particular order? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Oh, so. uh, okay. Why well, I, I wrote uh, so. Uh, oh. Okay, yeah, it's your it's your podcast. I'm sorry. Okay, oh no, so this is the fourth one, <laughs> number okay. four. So Clerks by Kevin Smith. Oh, okay, I funny enough, I was actually going to mention Clerks when we were talking about Sam Raimi. Yes, and you was actually mentioning how Robert Rodriguez was bringing up how what he did. Same with Kevin Smith. Yeah, like he, I think he did like huge credit card fraud. Just to fund the movie. Uh, to fund Clerks, he just he used I think he used three credit cards. Uh, he sold his comic book collection. Yeah. Um, if you watch a behind the scenes documentary, I mean they have one for Clerks. It, it, like he wrote, the thing about Kevin Smith is that he was, and a lot of people have said this. His dialogue, you know, his writing. Yes. I think he wrote like a two hundred page script. I could be wrong. Yeah, someone have to fact check me on that one. But it was a really long script. Yeah. And I uh, just he actually had auditions, and that's how he found um, Dante, the Dante and Randall characters. Yeah. Because uh, originally Kevin Smith was gonna pay, was gonna play Randall, but then he decided he opted out because he met um, oh, what's the actor's name? I just Brian O'Halloran and Jeff Jeff Anderson. Yeah. So that's how he saw Jeff Anderson. He saw that they had a good chemistry and he was really good at uh, the character. So yeah. Kevin Smith eventually decided to play Silent Bob. Yeah. With Jay. Was uh, the reason you picked this movie? Um, you know, it was just it was fun. Something even yeah. growing up, I remember watching it at my friend's house. He had that he had um, a, a VHS tape. I don't know if anyone listeners remember the VHS tapes, but uh, I hope so. <laughs> so my friend had a VHS tape. Uh, I threw it in. I plugged it in and started watching Clerks and uh, at my friend's house. And my friend was I don't know making out with his girlfriend or something. I don't know where he was, <laughs> but he, he wasn't in the room with me. I think I was just hanging out with them, but. You were yeah. the third wheel. Yeah, I was the third wheel. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I watched Clerks, and it, I just found it funny. I just something identified with it because they're playing hockey in the roof. And, you know, there, there's this. Yeah. You know, Jay really stood out as a funny character because you know he's very vulgar in this film, and um, that, that humor. It just like I got it. Like I understood that. Yeah. It was kind of a generational thing where like I understood that generation. Uh, I'm not from that generation, but it just something I was like, oh, it spoke to me just as a yeah. hanging out with your friends, working. Oh, and just talking smack about you know your girlfriends are you know talking about girls or right? are trying to fall in love or so I, it was just it was it was very inspirational to me in that I didn't hear about the story until years later which influenced oh, really? me more as a yeah all the other stuff I heard about was way later when I watched the film I just found it fun yeah in my opinion when when it comes to learning about like Kevin Smith and his early beginnings is uh, live talk shows that he did like mm. his spoken word shows that yes. he did. Especially when he was talking about writing the new Bat, uh, Superman movie. Yeah, yeah. That that whole that is like top. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's it's he one of my he favorite was talking, stories. He was talking about John Peters, I think is yeah. the producer's name of, yeah. Super, of Superman. So the story was going like Kevin Smith wrote this huge, like this really great script with uh, Brainiac, 
And then John Peters is like, oh, I don't want to see like I don't want to see him flying. So, I don't want to see him flying. Uh, maybe I don't want to wear, wear wearing the suit. Yeah, uh, maybe like uh, maybe there's some polar bears that he has to destroy. Because he apparently he's <laughs> watching National Geographic. <laughs> so, but the punchline is amazing too, yeah. because the entire time he's pitching it. He keeps telling him to put a giant spider in there. Yeah, put a giant spider. Spider. Superman has to fight a giant spider. It's the most dangerous animal known to man. And then, he's, and then he's watching Wild Wild West. And John Peter. They, so it doesn't. It, they don't make. End up not making Superman. Yeah. And then uh, you know years later you see John Peter's. Oh, John Peter's new film comes out. Yeah. And it's Wild Wild West. And yeah. he's like, this is a huge piece of shit. And then the spider shows. <laughs> the up. spider shows up in, John, in Wild Wild West. Oh, oh it's, I've never actually subject myself to the Wild Wild West. Yeah. Uh, just because I hear it's god well, awful. I watched it once. You know, I was watching a movie once, like for me. Yeah. But uh, it, it didn't stand out to me as much as yeah. uh, Will, Will, Will Smith films of the day. Yeah, of the day. Like, <laughs> now, I don't know I don't know what's happened to him. It's kind of a shame. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think he's Will, more... what's going on? <laughs> yeah, hey, Will, if, you, if Will, you're listening, if you're listening set, email me. Get on this podcast and let's, let's see what's up. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, what's going on here? Come on, man. <laughs> um, if you want to know more about Clerks, the best thing to get is mm-hmm. the Clerks 10-year anniversary DVD. Yes, I got it, it. It's got like great documentaries, yeah, yeah. great commentary. Yeah, I got that. I got it. I got the commentary. Uh, yeah. And watches like talks online. There are a lot of them on, on, oh, yeah. um, on Just YouTube. Just go on YouTube. Type yeah, it's really spent. good. I mean, the biggest thing, the influence I get, it was a fun film, but as when I when I decided to become a filmmaker, yeah. I always remember that film. So I look back and say, how did he make it? So he used credit cards. Him and Scott Moser, 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 yeah. I keep saying his name wrong. And Scott's actually from Canada. He's a oh. Canadian, right? So they met in Vancouver Film School. Kevin dropped out of Vancouver Film School and decided to make his film. Um, and it was really one interesting thing about that tidbit, I think. I don't know a lot of people. It's probably on a, if you if you know Kevin Smith, Clerks, and the story behind it. The, um, the premiere they had was at this film festival in New Jersey. And, uh, you know, they how he tells it was we're getting excited about it and you know we're screening at i think he said 11 i could be wrong but i think it was a morning screening so he shows up and just him and his friends were there and one actor one other girl actor who said told him that what a girl actor what the heck an actress <laughs> let me correct myself on that he said i think another there was a girl there who said she was an actress and actually gave her gave kevin her her resume i guess at the end of the thing but said she didn't like the film if I'm remembering correctly, but he said there was someone else who just kind of walked in. Like he's there with his friends, this one other person who's there, and then this one guy shows up and sits in the front, and this other guy's just la- laughing hysterically. Um, so years later, uh, a couple months later, and like nothing happens, you figure, okay, I have to figure out how to pay up, pay off my bills. Yeah. And he's working at, he's still working, right? As this is happening, and he gets a phone call from someone at Sundance and says, oh, so and so saw your film and said I should check it out and recommend it. So. Um, based on and the guy turned out to be oh, I forget his name now he turned out to be an actual critic who had some clout in the industry at the time oh. who recommended Kevin's film to like the people at Sundance and wow. said you should actually get this in, in here so the people from the Sundance reached out to Kevin Smith got it in got clerks into Sundance and the rest is history it, it, it's just so much on luck sometimes when making it yes you, the right person steps into that movie theater one day because we could not know who Kevin Smith is if yeah. You know that yeah. guy who didn't show up, or mm. if when he when Robert Rodriguez was sending his stuff off, yeah, and it didn't show up, yeah, it's, no. it's just that, that's a part of the movie industry. You kind of have a bit of luck on your side. Too. You have to just be, and sometimes it's just luck, right? But you have yeah. to be ready for that luck to happen to you, especially as a filmmaker. And you know, Kevin Smith just seems like an down to earth guy. He doesn't seem like he's taken oh, back he, with all that, right? He's, oh yeah. He seems like how do you? There's a lot of people who say he's like he's one of us. He's just like an everyday yeah. guy. Who likes to read comics. Likes to hang out. Likes to talk to his friends. You know so, now. You so know, we talk. Yeah, he just yeah. He's, he's not about like. He's not about that uh, being above people. Yeah. So, and yeah. I think just his writing style and just watching like how much fun he has. Yeah. I think I was really influenced by that. It's something. It's like I want to make films with my friends. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like I, that's what I, I want to do. I think he's kind of gone back to that recently. Like I think after he did Cop Out and it kind of bombed. Yeah, and it wasn't a good experience, I guess, for him. And yeah, Willis. he hated it. Yeah, watch watch the online YouTube clips that he talks about. Oh god! And then he he was trying to do a uh, like a, a Canada trilogy. Which starred with uh, Tusk, and then went into Yoga Hoses. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And they were like, it's uh, like Canadian trilogy where they're all based on Manitoba. 
Yeah. Uh, I am really disappointed the third movie didn't get made. Yeah. You, you know, you you know what know. that is, right? You never know. It's, it must not might happen there. You, you know what his third movie was meant to be, right? Uh, oh, what the heck? I'm trying to think here. But you can you can remind me as I'm trying to think. Moose Jaws. Moose Jaws. There you go. Okay. That's, yes, yes, yes. Moose I, Jaws. It's basically Jaws with a moose. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. If they could pull it off. And they just basically remake Jaws, where you just throw a moose in and change it from a beach to a forest. Well, they could remake Grizzly and just uh, make it the moose. <laughs> make it funny. Exactly. But no, like that was, that was uh, like Kevin Smith as a filmmaker is hugely, that was an influential film. It was fun. It was a fun film that I was yeah. like, hey, I'd like to make a film like that. So. so let's go into your third one. And I can actually say it's the third one now because... Yes, either way. Yeah. Either way, I'm <laughs> either successful. Way <clears throat> so let's begin on your third okay. one. So just to kind of give you a little history before I say it was, uh, my very first film was called Rentless, and it was about a guy who would rent, and he enters a fight. Him and his, they, they enter a fight competition to kind of get this rent, but he gets beat up at the end. And, okay, I, I, and there's, I've and there's seen a crazy, this. Uh, there's a crazy uh, landlord that's you know pulls a knife on them and says you know, <laughs> it, 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 it's out there but I'm, I'm afraid to put it I'm afraid to really put it out there but yeah. if, you, if you search my things you find my very first short film but what was where I got where I was influenced to make this film was was this film right here it was called Kung Fu Hustle oh yes yes I oh. remember seeing Kung Fu Hustle at the town cinema and there's not a lot of like I'm I'm a big into I'm big into like uh, foreign films like uh, yeah Chinese uh, Chinese films from Japan, uh, Korea to South Korea, like all those films. Like I'm, I watched a lot of these films, and I was really, sh- I wasn't say shocked, but I was surprised that Kung Fu Hustle was such a fun, yeah, refreshing film at the time. That I'm, I'm an action film lover, so to kind of see this whole, to kind of go on this adventure through, with Stephen Chow, it just, and that's the director Stephen Chow, yeah. is he wrote, directed, and, and acted in it. Um, was such a huge influence. I was like, man, I want to make a film again. Yeah. That's just so fun. This it, is it like... was it was such a fun. It's actually one of the movie, the one movies where I've seen it because in England it, it got a wide release in England. Yeah, it was in like the big theaters. Yeah, and I actually watched it three times in the theater. Yeah, I had so much fun that I actually kept bringing. I I'm often a one and done person when it comes mm-hmm. to movies. This movie I watched three times just because I, I had so much fun. It was it's so insane mm-hmm. at parts it's like it's like a live action Dragon Ball Z but, uh, but like combined with Looney Tunes yeah like exactly right it just it was like this humor you got I mean yeah. here's the one part that sticks out for me I mean the action was great um but it was that one part when Steven like oh, I forget his, okay I'm forgetting his character's name but he, he's he's challenging the crowd of people and he's like, uh, he's that, <laughs> that part where he's challenging the crowd of people when they, they, they surround him, when he's trying to rip off like the lowest, he's trying to rob the poorest people. Yeah. Uh, that's how pathetic his character is. And he's like, oh, you want to fight? Okay. Uh, hey, you, you, hey, you lady. You tiny. <clears throat> hey, you lady. She's like, okay, take your shot. Take your best shot. She punches him and makes him bleed. And he's like, what do you do? She's like, I'm a farmer. He's like, get out of here. Like, I don't, you look at him, fight with him. And he's like, I mean, you get punched. And he's like, uh, you there? Some it looks like a short guy. Yeah. From the back, you there, short. Stand, you know, let's let's go, let's rumble or something like that. He says, and the guy stands up. He's like seven feet tall. He's like, <laughs> yeah. what did I tell you guys about? Like, he's kind of like, uh, sit down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, he's like, okay, you uh, four eyes, some guy before us. Then he comes walking in, just muscular guy. He's like, he takes oh. his shirt off. He's, like, he's just jacked. He's like, no, no, no. I, I didn't mean you. I meant uh, you, kid. Let's rumble. And the kid jump walks out, and he's just as muscular. <laughs> <laughs> oh god and like even down to like the main villain yeah he's he doesn't look like anything he yeah. looks like some old dude you would see working at like a chinese restaurant it's like a regular guy he, just, he looks he, like a regular guy he looks <laughs> like he's got like he's got a comb over yeah and he doesn't have like have any muscle but in the universe he's yeah. a beast yeah he's, and he's like and who's it? Okay, who's the other? The, 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 it was called the Axe Gang, and they're all dancing. They're yeah. all dancing. That entire opening <laughs> scene where they're walking together. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. even down to like the, the leader of the Axe Gang when he walks up to all of the. Yeah. Oh, if you get, yeah, definitely see it if you haven't seen it. Come to us. Yeah, if you want to watch something that's fun, uh, uh, even down to the landlady. And, and, and we'll, I, we'll she was, she was yeah, she's hilarious. And if you want to see another great film like prior to making uh, Kung Fu Hustle, check out Shaolin Soccer. Yes. Yes, so they definitely check out those They showed films. it in uh, Park Theater, and that's another good one. Too. Yeah, 
Very, very similar. They were really good films. Like, I really enjoyed them. And I think Kung Fu Hustle for me as a filmmaker was just a film I watched that I'm... I want to make an energetic film like yeah. that. I want to make an action film that's like that. And actually, Rentless was, you know, I am, I do have a written script, like a feature for that. So that's yeah. something down the line that I'm working towards. So, but I want to make Rentless and Indigenous Kung Fu Hustle is what I say. So um, I, I, I've seen uh, Rentless and it's a very fun piece. Thanks. I, I, I had fun watching it. So thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's go for your second movie in your five. Okay. So this film i saw again another foreign film that was saw i saw i think i uh, did i see it at the globe it might have been the globe theater um when there used to be a globe theater it's closed down it's closed now yeah because that was in portage place but um i think it was globe um was that on the uh, top floor yes i remember that place yeah, yeah that was uh, still open when i when i showed up yeah and the imax was also another big thing yes. they're both closed which is so it, it's unfortunate. a shame it's unfortunate and that yeah. that's you know, it is for theater lovers especially the imax was a legit mm. imax right um so this film i always said if i can make a film as visceral as this film and, and as tragic as this film i'll i'll never make another film i'll just go do you know i'll go be a truck driver or something right you know like i'll just start just stay in a cabin and just keep yeah, watching the I'll, movie. I'll become a welder. Like I'll just I'll never make another film as yeah. what I say. Um this film by a director called Chan Wu Park or Park Chan Wu. Um it's called Old Boy. Yes. Yes. So I've seen this. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, and that that was such a it was so tragic, it was so violent. And not that I'm but it was like cinematic violence. Yeah. And, and it was such a very it, it, it was a very Mysterious, right? Because he didn't. There was a big twist at the end that I was like, even like in the dark. Like, yeah, I was just like, wow. They actually, and it's actually based on a manga, manga yes. comic book. So a Korean manga, um, yeah. Yeah, and I like I haven't read the comic book, that comic book, but just to watch the film and just to see how well done it was made. How yeah. and uh, oh, I forget the actor's name. Um, Chunmuk. Ah, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher his name. Yeah. Um, but as you're looking, from the, as you're looking, <laughs> I mean, we're not looking for his name on IMDb. Oh, no, no, we're not at all. <laughs> but I really enjoy that, especially the corridor scene. That is like, uh, they all said that was video game inspired, right? Yeah. But, but it, what he says in the interviews, is it wasn't actually, in, in, it wasn't inspired. It, it just by seems like it would be a... Something uh, out, of, out of a video game. Exactly. Have you ever seen the rest of the, because it's actually a part of a trilogy. Uh, oh, were, oh it was a revenge trilogy. Yes, uh, yeah. sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, and sympathy for Lady Vengeance. Yes, actually, I got them all on Blu-ray. So. Oh, um, uh, I used to have them on DVD. Um, it was before I moved to Canada. Yeah, I had a big collection. Yeah, and that was kind of like my my pinnacle. Well, unfortunately, you know, when I moved, I had to sell everything yeah. because I couldn't. Physically bring them with me. Oh, for well, now you can download them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for, exactly for, for three ninety nine on iTunes. Brought to you by this this podcast sponsored by. Just kidding. Oh, I wish. Oh God. <laughs> oh, the actor's name was uh, uh, Min Sik Chow. Choi. I just yeah. sorry. And he I, was also in uh, Lady Vengeance. Yeah, he was he's like the bad the, guy. Yeah, he's a villain. <clears throat> but I mean, yeah. So that whole check out the whole trilogy. It's just it's a theme trilogy, like a it's a revenge. They call it the revenge trilogy. It's all about the uh, the effect of vengeance. Yes, and I think Old Boy is probably the strongest one of, yes. of all. Oh, hundred percent. Oh, yeah, don't do not see the American version. Oh, if if they made the American version on its own, that wasn't in the Old Boy. I thought, oh well, it actually might have been look good. But but the fact that there's already a movie out. Yeah, there, if you ever seen the original, like it, it just doesn't measure up. And it's such a shame though. Considering the level of talent in that movie, yes, uh, Spike Lee directed it. No, it, it was and they did really good. Josh Brolin and Elizabeth Olsen, yeah, and uh, Charlotte Copley. Mm-hmm. And and we, everything in it was perfect. They, they even didn't like sense of the the original mm. st- like twist in there as well, mm-hmm. and that's shocking. Yeah, they kept it. I, I was like. They, yeah. actually, they actually went for it. Yeah, yeah they, and that's that's surprising because yeah. you would think they would like take that out, but yeah, there, there was balls on that. And that's the thing is, it's just, it's too bad that it was called Old Boy. It was. I mean? It just it's if it, it was a different revenge. Like I just thought on its own, it it was good. 
Yeah, you if know, it was called like, Old Man or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like, it yeah, been Young better. Boy. <laughs> yeah. Young Boy now. Old young dad. Man. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's, that's unfortunate. So, but watch the original, you know, and then watch the, the remake if you want. I yeah. mean, either way, you're going to enjoy it. But it doesn't do it justice because the original is so strong. Exactly. But it's, it's passable. Yeah. And, and that's the whole thing, right? It's like, uh, the original is that strong yeah. that it just nothing's going to compare to it. And I feel I always felt like if I can make a film this thrilling, this yeah. like this is such a mystery, such a twist, you know, something so strong, the performance is so strong, yeah. just the way the the style of it. Oh yeah, like I said, I just, the the whole yeah. the whole way Hammer scene, yeah, it's just so well crafted. And I, side, I guess uh, they did that eight times before they got it. Yeah. So, so yeah. But it was just so well done. Yeah. And it does look like a video game. It looks you know, like one of those like Streets of Rage final fight beat him up. You know, yeah. And I, I really what I the other thing that stands out to me is just his the characters, um, his like his voiceover, like yeah, yeah. how he talks about how after he's like he pretty much beats up all these guys in the corridor like looking for his you know for answers that he's like have I become a monster now like who am yeah. I and then then you see like. Uh, uh, Desu, that was his name. So then someone helps oh, him, like, oh, sir, like, let me help you. And then he puts him in a cab and says, take him here. And then and uh, was like, oh, thank you. Thank you, yeah. sir. And the guy shuts the door and says, no problem. I'll see you, Desu. Yeah. And then, then the guy drives away and he's like, what the hell? Was yeah. <laughs> like, it was just... Even down to, like, the big reveal. I'm not going to reveal because it, it would be a disservice. Yes. Yeah, we're not reverse world. But no I enjoyed the way he revealed it to him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. using the laser pointer. Yeah, yeah. And you can you can hear the villain laughing. Yeah. Because he's enjoying it so much. Yeah. Because you see it and you kind of hear him go... <laughs> yeah, uh, he's just like, he's just having a... He's just having... Yeah. And you un- and you understand like why he was doing it afterwards at yeah. the end of it, right? He, he's justified in it. Um, what did you think to the ending though? At the end? Yeah. Uh... Not going into spoilers, Andrew, but what did you think? I, it was, I couldn't understand how. Um, I, I think it added to the shade of gray that everyone had. Yeah, because you don't know. You don't know if does is he did he does yeah. he remember? Did he forget? You know, but I, I just I, honestly, I just like that standing. The last shot is, and this isn't a spoiler, but it, he's standing on a mountain looking off, and it yeah. was, and that's how it ends, right? I just kind of thought like, you wow, this is like. You, it's like almost like you get to the top of mountain. It's like, oh, this is we made it. Like this is where yeah. I am, and this is my life. And yeah, yeah, that's just how I. Yeah. That's how I looked at it. So yeah, there's also a really horrifying scene where he's eating a, a live squid. Mm-hmm. That's was pretty sure. Yeah, and that's I think that's normal. That's a delicacy in yeah, it, in Korea, right? Yeah, it is. That, is. But you can see it, and you can see the squid like yeah, yeah, it, clogging his nose up. Trying to... Apparently, Choi Min-suk, uh, the actor, he he doesn't usually eat that, but he did it. Obviously, he did it. For yeah, the, he for did the it scene. for the camera, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, check out Old Boy if you enjoy that. Definitely check out uh, the rest of the Vengeance trilogy. Check it out. I mean, I, I guess I, as a as an influential film, I'm like, if I, yeah. that's the kind of film that I would, I want to make, just that stylistically, that gritty, yeah. that. Um, gut wrenching, you know. Yeah. That's the kind of film that I wanted. That's... There's, there's another movie. I don't. Uh, I think it's got the guy who plays old Desu. Mm. Uh, I see the devil. Yeah, yeah. That's he he plays one. another bad guy. That's that's there yeah. is another one. That's he, a good one. That's he's a good a one. Really disgusting bad guy in that oh, movie. Oh, he's terrible. It, oh, you know these these uh, South Korea fl- films like crime films. You got to watch them. Yeah, you got to watch these films. They're the, I watch a lot of them. Yeah. I just yeah memories of a murder. Yeah. Like, uh, Memories of Murderer is that what it's called? Uh, but yeah, I saw There's, Devil. That was that's like a three hour long, you know, almost three hours long. But it's like it's like even like I find a lot of the South Korean films that they do crime films so good, but they become they're like, like uh, many series in itself. Yeah, yeah. And it, it just and it's also like they're very tragic, right? So oh. and it's like you go on these adventures. It's like oh man, like yeah, some of them because some of them are. I actually want to check out Parasite when it comes out. You know, I was in Toronto and I had a chance to see, like, just to go watch in the theater. Yeah. But I was just like, ah, oh, I'll see. I'll wait till like, it's playing right now. I should actually oh. go check that out. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, what are you doing? Right now, which time is it? What time is it playing? Let's quit the, let's quit the podcast. Okay, well, I guess the, thank you for joining us. We're going to go see Parasite. <laughs> see you later. Oh, by the way, we've got number one today. Yes. So, I guess I want to give my honorable mention because we talked about films that influence you. Yeah. Um, but this one influenced me more or less not to become a filmmaker, but I was just very influenced by that. I think a lot of people will who watch action films will probably be influenced by this film. 
It's uh by uh by an actor named Bruce Lee. Called oh, Enter uh, the Dragon. I know that guy. Yeah, I'm not too sure if you guys heard of him. <laughs> Enter the Dragon. Yes. That was such a huge action film growing up that oh, yes. that, that influenced that spawned a whole new generation of uh uh what do you call it? Copycats. They, copycats and oh, you know, man. like oh like Bruce Lai, Bruce Lee. Oh, Le, 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 Le. oh yeah. But they would, all these Bruce's popped up suddenly. But it was just that influenced such a huge generation of martial artists and action film lovers and and action films. It, it just like it stood out, and it, I still feel like it stands the test of time in terms of just it's fun to watch. Oh, it's, it's such a great influential. Oh, it is film. Yeah. So, like, I always thought if I was going to make action films, Enter the Dragon influenced me to kind of go towards that in that but direction. It's not only influenced movies; it's influenced TV shows, video games. Like Mortal Kombat is pretty much Enter the Dragon. Yes. Like down to like Street Fighter. Street Fighter was sort of more or less. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it games like all those games. Well, Bruce Lee in that movie influenced so many different games as well. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, well, that one plus uh, uh Jimmy, Game of Death. Game of Death was another good one. I mean, and Jimmy Wang Yu's film um it really inspired Street Fighter. When we talk about Street Fighter, ah, oh, what's it called? Uh, ah, oh, I'm gonna. I have to look this up. Oh no, it's it's my it's the point I'm trying to make. But <laughs> Enter the Dragon definitely um, inspired myself to make um, a ton of great uh, an action film. Like yeah. and that made me an action film lover. Like oh, I yeah. just love. Um, I like I said, it eventually became Kung Fu Hustle influence. But honorary mention, yeah. you know, uh, in terms it, of making me. But Enter the Dragon kind of started you there, and then. Kung Fu Hustle kind of define what you wanted to do. Yes, so that was the thing. Oh, uh, Master of the Flying Guillotine. If you, okay. if you ever yeah. watch that film, yes. you'll go like, "Hey, this is, looks like Street Fighter." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll get that impression. Okay, um, so we've done your uh, honorary mention. Let's go into your your number one movie. My number one film that influenced me as a filmmaker and also one of my my, my favorite director. Um, Akira Kurosawa directed this film called Seven Samurai. Okay. Um, it was remade in, in as an old western called Magnif- Magnificent Seven. But Seven Samurai is about a is about a small village hiring a group of sam- samurai to help them ward off bandits. Um, so you kind of go on this one leader. Um, oh, and I forgot the name now. The gentleman's name the the, the leader, but he he hires. Um, Seven Samurai to kind of fight against these bandits that are this robbing army this, of yeah, bandits, these yeah. army of bandits that come to rob this small little poor village. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just thought when I watched it the first time, enjoyable. Yeah, I watched it the second time. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, you know it's different it just, things. there's little things. Then I watched it with the commentary, mm. and that stood out. To, I was like, oh, okay, okay, I get it. Like, it just so many was things. Was it uh, translated or no? It was just the commentary was the guy was just. Explaining how Kiri Kurosawa used the camera, um, oh. where he put the camera, why he put the camera, explaining the character study of why this character carries a big sword. Um, just little small... Th- uh, th- okay, here's an example. So, uh, of a character, when he's... When he's when the, when the main character... Oh, I forgot. Him now. I should know this, but I should know the character's name. Yeah. But the main samurai is out trying to look out for like other good samurais to help him fight these bandits. So, he, get, he enlists this, this one young upcoming samurai to help him you know gather warriors so he uh he sits uh what does he do okay so he the main the the leader samurai the leader warrior goes and sits down um in in a doorway and he says okay whoever like you ask this guy to come here at this time i want you to hit him with this with this uh (laughs) stick when he walks to the door um so this one good tough samurai comes walking in there and the guy takes a swing at him like the young guy and the samurai grabs him and throws him down and says what is this he's trying to jump me and he's like no 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 like we're just we're looking for people we're looking for good warriors like are you interested he's like no i'm not interested <laughs> but so the next samurai comes in that they asked to come talk to him same setup and the guys and the sa- so th- this samurai obviously joins us uh, i forget their names but yeah. the samurai three comes walking in he doesn't walk in the doorway he stops and he laughs he's like no jokes and he got it like he knew what he was he, he got her he recognized like that was a difference so that was something so subtle like a character yeah. moment that you're able to recognize well this one samurai is good but he kind of fell for the trap and the second samurai recognized it off the bat was yeah. like okay no 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 games no I, jokes it, I, is that in like a weakness even though he's tough he can be tricked 
Yeah. Yeah. And the others are, and you just knew right away, okay, that's some. That, and, and it adds it down the line. Yeah. The it lead, adds tension because yeah. anyone can go. It yeah. adds that air of danger to it. Well, the lead, and the leader Samurai recognizes about this guy that he's that good. Yeah. And so when he, when he, when they were picking his warriors, he that's, that's an example of like taught me, oh, you're using the character, using these set of scenes to set up a character. Yeah. Um, it, and, and it was also like just the symbolism like there was the young samurai fell in love with one of the peasant girls you know and, and using this flame between them and it was just like you think like something was so subtle you wouldn't recognize it but then you know as I listened to the commentary and this historian was talking about how Akira Kurosawa would use this is the flame the flame that they're as they're there that's the flame of their passion it was, and it's so obvious right but as when yeah. I was growing as a filmmaker I was like oh I didn't get that but um, that was it something right so there, something yeah. so simple and subtle, but I but what I took from that was as a filmmaker using images and symbols to represent something else that they're thinking or they're doing. Okay. And I took that away from Akira Kurosawa's films, and uh, for those reasons, I mean, there's a, there's a lot more that I can explain more happily and clearly um, that are in the film, and it's a three hour long film. Yeah. Um, but those little things stand out to me in terms of influencing me as a filmmaker and i've used those subtleties in in other films okay so yeah. I, I made a short film called maintenance man yeah um but also another using a symbol in that film for example um there was a scene where in maintenance man there's a guy and a girl the maintenance man and the girl who lives in this apartment building run into each other and i out and i had them framed in, in a window and outside of the window it's all green leaves but inside, it's all dark. And okay. I, I kind of used that symbol like that. I, I, it was not just Sam, Seven Samurai, but there was another film that influenced that. It was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon also. Yeah. I saw that technique used also. But yeah. the, the point was, I used that moment to outline kind of where those characters... And this is such, this is my, one of my first short films. But I used that scene just to outline where they were kind of yeah. in their lives. Where there's like... They're in a dark place at the time, but out, if they just get out... It's gonna be bright. Yeah, green. So there's yeah. a green. So anyway, so there's a technique that I use for like that, yeah. one of the techniques that I use from Seven Samurai, but also saw it in Crouch and Dagger and Dragon. But Amazing. there you go. So yeah. anyway, so Akira Kurosawa, Seven Samurai. You know, again, uh, one of my favorite films, my favorite, most top film, and my top yeah. director. I'll be honest, I've never seen Seven Samurai. Yeah, but um, I mentioned to this to, before. I have a poster with a hundred movies. Yes, one of those is Seven Samurai. There you go. So it will be definitely will be something I'll watch within the next year. Yeah, just watch it on a Saturday afternoon, <laughs> a three hour long film. Make, yeah. make sure I'm ready. Make sure my belly is full. Make sure my <laughs> my bladder is empty. You know, actually, halfway through the film, they have an intermission. They're like a ten minute intermission. Oh, really? They do. Oh, perfect. <laughs> unless it's unless they cut it out of the new cuts, but I'm pretty, uh, they, they, they might have cut it out of the new. Yeah, cuts. I haven't. You know, I need to get the Criterion Collection one. I yeah. just you know, I watched it on VHS and the, I watched it. On uh, DVD. Criterion have a uh, streaming service. Yes, yes. So, I haven't right. got that yet. I, I've signed up for it, but I'm like, oh, do I want to pay for another service? Not yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were just talking about Shutter before. Right? We I'm were, like, yes. I'm like, oh, Shutter six bucks. I'm like, do I add that onto my <laughs> bills? To my list of I, bills? I just added just because I'm enjoying uh, the Creepshow TV series. Oh, okay. So there you go. Okay, so that was your five. That was really informative. To uh, to really re- reiterate, El Mariachi, Clerks, Kung Fu Hustle, Old Boy, Honorable Mention, Enter the Dragon, and my number one film overall is the filmmaker, Seven Samurai. And what this is perfect is you got like an explanation of your psyche when being a director, you where you come from, what what you look what you look up to. It's really mm. really interesting. We've got like many different stories just mm. from this list. Yeah. And that's why I really appreciate. Thank now you. we're about to have some fun. Because I, 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 I was, actually, that wasn't fun. What the, what's going on here? We're just some, kidding. <laughs> we're gonna have some silly fun, I guess. <laughs> what this is is I asked you to pick one movie to banish forever. Ah, uh, and yeah, so okay, yes, yeah. I made I made a. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. Uh, so so what this is is just get rid of it. You, you don't like what it's about, or you don't enjoy the movie itself. So. Roger, mm-hmm. what is your movie? Well, um, so there's this filmmaker way back in the day called Godfrey Ho. He's probably still around. And it's hard for me to really go like, I want to banish films because I understand when you yeah. know how hard they are to make, like yeah. you don't want to like, even the worst film took a lot of hard work to get it out there for yeah. us to say it's a bad oh, yeah. film. Do you know what I mean? There's all that hard work. Yeah. But in the spirit of fun, just because <laughs> I'm going to be like, okay, 
So I, with that being said, I'm just going to have fun with this. And this is no offense to the director, yeah. but um, I watch a lot of these uh, YouTube videos of movie reviews. Yeah. And there was one film I saw too. And I was like, what? This is such a silly film. But the guy reviewed it. And I just liked this guy's commentary about how it was terrible. But um, one second. I'm just, I'm trying to look for it. I know what it's called. <laughs> but I, w- I want to make sure I explain this properly because yeah. again I don't want to be I don't want to be insulting these guys so Godfrey Ho made a ton of ninja films back in the day oh yeah okay there's a film called Rage of the Ninja that if there's a couple of clips online but I just find it hilarious but I don't want to banish that one because I actually thought it was <laughs> what are you going to banish funny. No, hold on I'm getting to it I'm getting to it uh, I just want to make sure it's the right one because it's like I totally forgot the name of it um, did you write it down <clears throat> yeah I got it for you right here okay I'm going to call it Ninja Strike Force okay I'm going to read you the thing it's uh if you know Richard Harrison so Richard Harrison used to be like a big actor back in the day, but yeah. then he started doing all these ninja films, which probably got paid good money, but yeah. didn't do anything for his career. Uh, but if you watch these, they're very badly dubbed. There's like ninjas wearing like headbands that are actually ninjas. It says ninja on the headband. <laughs> it's like, it's like hilarious. It's just, and it's just like funny. I yeah. just find it funny, but it did do, it didn't do nothing for the actual ninja genre. I think it, it made it. It humored up and didn't, you couldn't take a ninja seriously after these films came out, which yeah. is unfortunate because I think Shokasugi's Enter the Dragon, Enter the Ninja was really good. Yeah. Uh, I feel like fun. I mean, I don't know what good, but I found it fun. But it was fun. I'm going to read you this. <laughs> Gordon the ninja learns from his master that the ancient sword he carries has a great power locked within it. Should the leaders of the five ninja clans be killed, the power would grow to become an absolute invincible force. Shortly after sharing this knowledge, however, the master is killed by a member of the evil Black Ninja Clan. Gordon must now seek out the remaining clan masters and warn them of the approaching danger before it's too late. The, the hilarious thing about it is, like, they're like, use the actual Gordon, Bill, you know, John. <laughs> they're not calling it, just, just, just no. Just some real Western names. Yeah, just like these ninjas. Oh. I'm like, and. Oh, there's one scene. I'm pretty. If I, I hope I got the film properly. But it was like uh, the good guy throws a ninja star at the at the bad guy, yeah. and the bad guy gets injured, and then the <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, I'm injured, and he runs away. And he, later on, he's talking to like his master. The bad guy's talking to his master, and he goes, oh, I'm you know, master, I'm hurt. And he's having a smoke as he's doing this. And I'm like, what the heck? Dude? Like, oh, so it's really badly done. Because like in future films, you throw a ninja star at a ninja, they blow, they blow up or they get killed. Yeah. It, it was just, oh my goodness. It's just I, the dumb- I, I've never heard of it. But the reason why was back in like 80s yeah. uh, in England, ninjas were banned. Were they? They were banned. So much so that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles... I had to change the name Ninja. The, the, the Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Well, hey, that would have worked better. It, it did. And so much so that they actually changed the the, the song title to Hero Turtles. Really? In England. It was that serious? It was that serious. Was there a ninja problem in England? <laughs> Apparently so. I think it was because of uh, nunchucks like throwing stars. Yeah. Like, you know, okay, okay, that, that's why. Yeah, I think it was because people getting hurt by that that they decided to well, outright ban ninjas. When it was when it was a big ninja craze back in the eighties, I think yeah. uh, this happened was uh like even New York they're selling ninja stars and things like that <laughs> on the street. It's just nunchucks and it was like what the heck? Yeah. And they'd actually sell like ninja uniform costumes. So. I'm just looking Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Ninja Strike Force is your movie. Ninja that you Strike want. Force did do nothing, and I'm sorry, Gordon, the lead character, but Godfrey Ho, I apologize. Yeah. Uh, same Richard Harrison, he did nothing to help the uh, ninja craze <laughs> of the '80s with this. You killed the ninja. <laughs> it's like craze. no, it's like uh, no. Um, there you go. So, in the spirit of the fun, Ninja Strike Force. I'm sorry, you gotta go. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much for coming on, Roger. It's been a delight as always. If you've got any social media you want to promote or anything coming up, just uh, throw it out there, sir. You can find me at uh, Kojibi Films, at Kojibi Films on Twitter, Instagram, and you can find me on Facebook at KOJB Films. You're not you Koji Productions? Uh, not, not no more. Did you? <laughs> not no more. It's just not Kojibi Productions. So it was funny. We were watching on Netflix, which is a Manit- there's a Manitoba film on there yeah. called uh, Fracture. 
Yeah. And I saw it and the production company was called Koji Productions. I screen grabbed it and sent it to Roger. Roger, is this sh- what they've done to you? And he went, that's not me. They stole my name. They heard from my lawyers immediately the next day. <laughs> you, you're actually coming around with your bologna sandwiches going, we've got to go, cuz. <laughs> well, you know, when I say lawyers, it was my cousin. I'm like, call them and throw a brick at their house or something you know, like how dare they ruin my name oh god yeah it's, it's just funny i was like oh my god roger's mad <laughs> it's like how dare they ruin my good name yeah <laughs> but uh definitely like that um I, I was telling you earlier i was like uh so i, I took a hiatus on podcasting so my yeah. podcast is on hiatus for a while so been busy with my working my film so and now you're just a professional guest yeah professional <laughs> guest now so I, I just go from podcast to podcast apparently if you would like to book a guest that would easily show up half an hour late <laughs> yeah uh, could you be give me an hour give, tell me the, the what is like say i'm have to be there at eight o'clock and i'll yeah. be there by 8 30 i guarantee I, I, sh- <laughs> I, I was worried i was gonna be late so you, you asked me 6 30 or 7 and i was like seven i'm like Wait a minute, I should have put 6.30. <laughs> you would well, have been like... There, I, I, I was, was like, at 6.30, I was ready to come. I was like, oh, man, I got to make this guy's house right away. So I just like, I said, is it 6.30 or 7? Because I just let me go and, you know, get my coffee yeah. here. But you said 7. I chilled out again, Roger. Thank you very much. Um, we should definitely do a movie episode together one time where we watch a movie and then do yell commentary. Oh, whatever, man. Definitely. Uh, so now it's my turn. Uh, BeaverDoesMovies.com uh, for all your Beaver Does Movies stuff. Uh, at Beaver Does Movies at uh, Instagram. At Beaver Does on Twitter. Beaver Does Movies at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, but I don't use it often enough. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, we're getting there. Hopefully in the ne- in December, we'll be doing a uh, another gauntlet, which was a fun episode to do uh mm-hmm. roger open invite awesome and then i'll be half hour late oh there you go so i've got a backup <laughs> guest just in case there's gonna be a lot of roger coming soon <laughs> if you if you're if you're sick of listening to roger just message me so i can make sure he doesn't come back <laughs> <laughs> gonna have a yeah gonna have a vote here <laughs> it's gonna be eventually beaver and roger does movies <laughs> Uh, Roger doesn't do movies <laughs> so it's going to be apparently <laughs> thank you very much guys and have yeah. a great one thank oh, you so yeah. much Roger thank you well, find me on Instagram I use them mostly Instagram yeah definitely thank you, thank you for having link me link in the description guys have a good one